Help I Got a Mac podcast episode number 114. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Help I Got a Mac podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Chris Biding. We're here each and every week with a podcast devoted to you, the brand new Mac user, somebody who's just switching over to the Mac platform. And also for you who have been using the Mac for a while and just like to just like to talk about the advantages of Mac and software and toys and all the other Apple goodness in the world. The awesomeness. And and, and occasionally we call Apple out on their Apple horribleness. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. that happens occasionally. It sometimes happens, yeah. It sometimes happens. Chris, uh let's see here. Are you up to uh have you broken the $3 mark yet on your new <laughs> iPad fund? I'm up to $4.80, but I don't know if I'm going to keep continuing. It's an awful lot of work for not a lot of money. <laughs> <clears throat> so at my house when I got laid off like uh, a year ago from my quote-unquote traditional job, uh, I, we, we basically gave each other, um, you know, uh, allowances, you know, and we, we would pay all of our bills and put the money in, you know, in the bank and what, whatnot. And then we gave ourselves a, a very, you know, small weekly amount of money to, to spend how we want. Well, we got rid of that when I got laid off because we were just unsure of, you know, money and things like that. Well, now that things are going really, really good, uh, we've reinstituted the, uh, allowances. So if I really, really want to, I could probably just save up and buy one. If now the question though, Chris, is do you really, really want to? I don't know. I still, really? I, you, you know what? Here's here's what I'm probably going to do, Cliff. Uh, rumor that? has it, you know, um, we'll, 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 I'll kind of parlay this into the news. Uh, surprising everybody, we saw that you know Apple released uh, the sneak peek of iPhone 4.0, and um, <clears throat> it's cool, you know, multitasking and all that kind of cool stuff. We'll talk about more about that in a minute, but. Um, one of the rumors I'm hearing now is June 22nd is a new iPhone. Yes. And I don't want anything to stand in my way of getting that phone, you know. So what I'm gonna, what I'll probably do is I'll get the phone, then I'll get the iPad. There you go. That makes sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cuz honestly priority one for me is an iPhone. Why why is that? You have a 3G, is that correct? Yeah, I do. I think it's slow. Um I want, to, I want to do all the multitasking because I use Pandora and Slacker Radio and a lot of those those radio applications quite a bit. And for me, uh, I want to have all the new stuff and I know that the new phone's going to be even better than the 3GS. So if it's, if it's using the same processor that's in the iPad, it's going to be awesome, super fast. So that we're starting to see some uh, things in the 4.0 4. Uh, software that reference iChat. Yeah. And video cameras, like front-facing video cameras and stuff like that. So... Um, yeah, that that I, would be cool. I want the newest and best iPhone. The only thing is, though, is you're only going to be able to do video conferencing via iChat with people who have that on the other end. Well, not necessarily. I could chat. I'm sure I can iChat with anybody that uses a Mac with iChat and a video camera. Ah, okay. Do you think Skype will include that functionality as well? Um, if it's in the API, there was a lot of <clears throat> API stuff that they did, they did not talk about. So I could definitely see them, you know, allowing that. Yeah. It would be I, sweet, man. That would be awesome. Yeah. I, you know, honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure if I really want, I mean, I, I have in front of me a 27 inch iMac I've had for 
uh, two years now. Two, yeah, a little over two years now. I've had an Apple MacBook. Um, uh, I've had webcams forever, and it it seems anyway. And I, I to be honest with you, I pretty I and I use Skype a lot. I, I use Skype a ton, and I'd say maybe I've done video chat. 10, 15, maybe 20 times in my yeah. lifetime. At my old job, we used it extensively, the video. Yeah. I mean, it, and I can see its usefulness occasionally, occasionally, but ah, it's just not something I, I, I mean, it's not something I look forward to all the time. And, you know, I, I have, matter of fact, I remember the other day, I'll, I'll give you a funny little story. I had a consulting client that I uh, work with and they use, they use iChat all the time or not iChat. They use Skype with video all the time. And I remember that, um, you know, I was in a rush getting ready that morning and I mean, I brushed my teeth, got, you know, washed off my face and stuff like that and got all dressed and, and stuff. But I, you know, I, I didn't fix my hair. And the next thing I know, it's like, it's time for our consulting appointment. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting here in front of my computer and all of a sudden we're connecting via Skype and they turn on their video and they say, Hey, I don't see you yet. And I said, can you hold on for just a second? So I had to go upstairs, spray my hair wet and comb it and come back down. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, <laughs> of video chat. I, I, don't I always know. look pretty cliff. That's the, that's the difference. See, there's the difference. See you, you get up in the morning and you leave the house. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do generally leave the house. Yes. Yes. So so here's the, here's the deal. Um, I know that the iPhone 4.0 uh, software, is, it is going to is it is going to work on 3G. It's not going to work on the original iPhone. Yeah, but certain features such as multitasking won't work on the 3G. Okay, Th- that's what I remember hearing. And can I tell you, thank you, Apple. I'm glad to hear this. <laughs> can I tell you why? Because number one, the thing's so doggone slow now. Yeah, it's only got 128 megs of RAM. And yeah. the 3GS has double that. So that's probably one of the huge reasons. You know, if you're running Pandora and you've got Skype running in the background, now, the phone's probably going to crawl. Yeah, well, it crawls now. But uh, exactly. I- I'm I'm actually glad they did that because can I tell you, My iPhone is, and this is, by the way, I mean, those who are watching live can watch live, but this is going to be a plus member only episode because I don't, I just don't want to broadcast this out to the world. (laughs) But I want to tell you that my, my iPhone 3G is now my uh, wireless hotspot for my iPad everywhere I go. Oh, someone did a JB on it. That's correct. I jailbroke my iPhone and I am using the my y uh that's m y l um let's see m i no m y w i application it's, in a, the, it's a great it's a great app isn't it yeah for 10 bucks it basically just turns my iphone into a wireless hotspot and i can leave it up and running as much as i want and uh i'll be honest with you now i i would be careful how much you use it uh, if you're just doing your normal browsing the web and stuff like that, you're really not using up any more bandwidth than your iPhone would normally use anyway. Right. But let me tell you, I, I did sit down and watch three minutes of a really high quality video on the ABC application on my iPad mm-hmm. streamed perfectly. <laughs> but it, you know, went to 15 megs downloaded really fast. Yeah. Yeah. It- 
So yeah, I when when I had my uh, when I had tethering on my phone, I only used it uh, for really simple web browsing and kind of when I needed, you know, when I was in a bind or I needed to pop out, you know, an email that had an attachment that was on my computer, yep. you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can definitely see see that happening. And here's the thing, Cliff. Let me ask you a question. If if AT and T said okay, we'll give you tethering officially for ten bucks extra a month. Would you do it? Yes. Okay, what, what's your threshold, I guess? Uh, my threshold, well, well, if it was officially built into the iPhone, yeah. if it was officially built into the iPhone, um, I would, number one, I would go ahead and upgrade to the next phone that comes out. And, right, right. And I would pay as much as $20 more per month. So I, I would probably go as high as 14 yeah, I'd, I'd go as much as 20, but I, I use, but the thing is it depends on, and, and again, uh, Jonathan in our chat room that he, he brought it up. It depends on the bandwidth cap. You know, if it's five, if it's a five gig max, I'd pay 10 bucks. If it was the unlimited, like the three G unlimited plan on the iPad, I'd pay 20 bucks. Yeah. I, here's the thing like Rogers up in Canada is giving, is allowing people to tether their iPhones for free. Yeah. Now they oppose a five gig cap total yep. mm-hmm. and honestly i i probably use the streaming on my phone almost all the time and i do i mean i, I am a, he- a heavy internet user on my phone and i max out at maybe five to six hundred megs a month really yeah, yeah yeah on my phone so and that's probably you know it's probably streaming more than anything yeah and, but if you were tethered to your ipad it was legal and you didn't really need to worry about it i would imagine you'd hit that five gig every month yeah, probably. Yeah. So, and for me, I here's the deal. I I am all for paying people for their services. AT and T, you give it to me, I'll probably pay you. You know. Yeah. But, but I'm just you, not a big you, fan of, of caps. Yeah, but the thing is, though, um, AT and T promised me that I'd have tethering last year, and I don't. Yep. And I pay an outrageous amount of money for their. I, I what do I pay? Thirty bucks a month for my data plan. Yeah, thirty bucks a month. Yeah, and I and now that I have an iPad, to be honest with you, I have no desire to do any functionality that uses my data connection on my iPhone. Uh, I I would be willing to get an iPhone without data connectivity and get the three G model of the uh, of the iPad. I love the iPad that much. Yeah, so you really you really really digging it, huh? I am. I and 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 I'll be honest with you. I, my plans are as soon as I heard about iPhone four I've decided right now I no longer have a desire for the newest phone and I'm totally cool with, especially since they, they're, you know, jipping me on the, uh, multitasking on my three G. Uh, it's like, you know what I, I have now, you just told me I no longer have any reason to ever upgrade to the next version of any software update. I mean, security flaw, blah, whatever. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I will never upgrade my iPhone 3G beyond one point, whatever it's at right now. Uh, and it, it will stay jailbroken just as it is. And I will continue to use it for my phone and for my wireless hot, high, uh, hotspot device. The only way I, I, AT&T and Apple can get me to switch is if they give me the ability to officially tether my phone at a reasonable cost based upon bandwidth limitations. Yeah. So there you go. And by the way, it is awesome. I, I, I mean, my, my, I went out and that, now let me just, I do want to say this, taking your iPad and making it a portable device 
it is not practical at all without a case. All right. Really? Yeah. Th- I mean, I matter of fact, I, I went to the Apple store to buy a case for my app, my iPad um, and I carrying carrying the device in the mall felt weird. It just I mean, it, I don't know how to explain it other than it just feels weird. It's a weird device to hold as you're walking through places because it's so it feels small. Like you're, that feels like you're broadcasting it. Yeah, exactly. I did. It's like kind of, hey, look at my iPad. I'm holding in my arm. Hey, uh-huh. Go ahead and hit me in the back of the head and steal my iPad. <laughs> exactly. But but here's the deal, though. Um, I, I went to the Apple store and I, uh, I I basically pulled all of the all of the sleeves, all of the cases. I pulled them all off the shelf. I opened them all in the store and stuck my iPad in all of them. And you know what? The Apple employees did not give a darn at all. I put, I mean, of course, I put everything back in its package real nice, but, yeah. but I, I just, I mean, I didn't ask. I just, I just started un, unwrapping, not unwrapping. I mean, it's like not cellophane. It was just in packaging that could be undone and redone. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I, I did, I played around with all of them and I found, and by the way, the Apple, the Apple, the official Apple case that has that folding, you know, out and you know, the keyboard, you know, kind of like the keyboard landscape. It's crap. It's horrible. Uh, I am so glad I didn't buy one of those, but um, I want to tell you what I did get. I got one from a company called Incase, I-N-C-A-S-E, and this thing is, it's it's called the, I think it's called the uh, book bookcase or book something. I'm looking at it right now. I can see it on your screen. It looks really nice. Yeah, it is really nice, and it slides in, and it's very thick. It's kind of like holding... Uh, you know, a regular thickness of a book. It's kind of like holding one of those day timers. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. And now I, as I open, as you opened it, I noticed that is there like slots or something on the left hand side so you can put like business cards or no, there's not there. But the, you, what you see might be seeing in the camera is a slot so that I can hold it up. Um, you know, it, like there are, uh, th- there are three oh, different, that's... there are three oh. different landscape viewing angles oh, that's and one sad. of them makes it perfect for landscape typing. And uh, it is just, I mean, when you when you open it up and you're just holding it. Now, here's the deal. Deal. When I come home, it comes out of the case. And I love it that it just slides right out with no yeah. problem at all. So at home, the, the case is just set to the side. But as yeah. soon as I walk out the door, I pull my I pull my iPad off of the cradle, slide it into the case, close it up. And I'm and it's it looks just like I'm carrying it around you know, one of those day timer planners. So this is the convertible book jacket. That's what it's called. The convertible book jacket. It is, in my opinion, the best case out there. It's a really nice looking case, Cliff. It is, I, uh, it is really good. I've had it now. Right now, I'm kind of I decided I had a, a big like uh, spark case on my iPhone. And before that, I had an in case like hip pouch. And now I'm just going, you know, full naked on my phone. I just put it in my pocket because it's I, I, I'm reminded how small it is now. Now that I've had that big case on it because <laughs> the, the, the case adds some some thickness to it. And, and when I took it off the case, I'm like, hold it. I'm like, man, this is really nice in my hand. I'm just going to keep the phone the way it is now. And, you know, since in like two or three months, I'm getting a new phone. So I'm not really too worried about it. Um, but yeah, in case is my favorite. They make some of the best cases for the Mac for I have an in case laptop bag for my original MacBook that Emily uses. And uh, it's just built 
fantastic. Uh, the fit and finish on them are, are always really nice. So yeah, in case they also make guitar cases, believe it or not. Do they? Yeah. As someone who is now playing guitar, uh, they make really good, nice guitar cases. They're expensive, but they're nice. And that was called the in case convertible book. What is it? Uh, the in case convertible book jacket. Their website is go in Jacket. I'm putting this into my little show notes thing. Which, they, make, uh, they make camera bags and all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, I, I like those guys a lot. Well, I, I tell you what, it, I, I, this thing, I can tell you now that I have this, this uh, in-case convertible book jacket, this thing does go with me everywhere I go. I mean, nice. with the random, like, rare occasion that, you know, maybe I'm going out on a date with Stephanie or something like that, I leave mm-hmm. it behind. But, uh, you know, it, if I plan on doing anything, um, it's going with me. Uh, and yeah, it looks like they make some like some neoprene uh, sleeves. Like if you have a laptop bag, you want to put both your iPad and your laptop in your bag. You can buy a, you know, a, a, a neoprene slipcover kind of thing, which is nice too. So yeah. So anyway, that that's that's what's going on with me in in the iPhone. And so for me, I was I was glad to see the 4.0 software. I, I think it's going to be great for the new iPhone. But I have at this point, I don't have any desire to get the new iPhone. I, I I'm I'm because I've got. I mean, I have. All the benefits of the new iPhone OS are also coming to the iPad and it's coming this fall. So we're going to get right. multitasking on the iPad. Yeah, I will be, uh, mark my words, I will be at the iPhone launch day and date. I'll be waiting in line. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to geek it up this time since I'm, I'm going to be well, you know, well prepared for it. Uh, you know, the last couple of times I had to convince the, my, my better half and uh, this time it's I'm full tilt. Let's do it. Sweet. I cannot wait. I am so excited for the new phone. Seriously, Cliff. I'm actually more excited for the new phone than I was about the original iPhone because I know it's going to be so awesome. Tell, tell me this. What are some of the other uh, items that are going on with the, uh, the, the iPhone 4.0? Uh, let's see. What else we got? Um, was there anything else? I mean, yeah, there's a, an Xbox Live type service for gaming. You know how... Uh, Gaming on the uh, on uh, on the iPhone now you have the Plus Plus network, you have uh, Open Faint, you have a bunch of these like things where if you have friends on them that's great and you can see achievements and, and what your friends are doing and matchmaking and stuff. But they're all kind of splintered. You know, there's certain games that only use this and certain games that only use that. So a lot of times, I don't even sign up for them because it's just another service. It's an, it's a pain in the butt when when I know that all these different games aren't going to talk to each other. So uh, they have something now called Game Center that's going to be coming out this fall. Uh, it'll become, you know, four will come out, but then Game Center is going to come out afterwards. And it's going to be kind of one online matchmaking achievement buddy list kind of service to rule them all. And it's coming from Apple, which is really cool. And you know, so will be able to latch into that. And, and really, uh, if you're not a big gamer, it's not a big deal. But uh, that's one of the nice things about Xbox Live that Microsoft really got right was its online community. And uh, the fact that, um, you know, I can see anybody playing any game. I can talk to them. I can link up with them and play. You know, if I see like, you know, my my buddy Jeff, who lives in California, playing a game that I have, I can hit a button. That game starts and him and I are in there playing with each other. I think another big uh, another big deal with the uh, the addition of multitasking um, now and having applications run in the background, I'm really excited about the fact that they have local push notifications yeah that'll be great but yeah with the multitasking you know you can be processing like let's, let's say on your ipad you know one once those content creation apps come out that you and i've been been, been saying that are going to come out 
you know, it can render video or do whatever it needs to do while you do other things and it'll pop up a notification saying done. Right. And it, we don't have to, dip, it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether or not you have a, a, a connection to the web. It can, it can bring those notifications up. And I mm-hmm. really, I do really like that. And, and so, um, that's, that's another feature, you know, they're, they, oh, the other thing is app folders. I'm really excited about app folders. How about you? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, as someone who has, uh, 140 some odd apps on their phone, believe me, I am, I will, I, I cannot wait to have a communications folder, a music folder, games folder. Yeah. And it's going to be my, 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 everything's going to be on one screen now and it's going to be awesome. Yes. Now, um, the, and for those that don't know this, basically instead of swiping through like 15 different, you know, screens, you could actually have, what is that? Nine folders on your main screen or 12? I think it might be 12. You can have 12 folders, but they they can actually be, they could actually be, um, named games, productivity, daily use or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you click on it and it'll bring it, it'll immediately bring you to the screen to another screen that then has more icons in it. I, I'm really excited about a folder structure on the iPhone. And what's cool is if it sees you putting games into a folder, it can automatically put the rest of them in the folder for you because it already has the classification of what it is since it gets that information from iTunes. Right. Another thing that they have coming to iPhone 4.0 is iBooks. I'm, you know, I'm still, they're going to have a hard time switching me over from the Kindle books because I've mm-hmm. already got a little bit of an investment there. But I did a blog post over on podcastanswerman.com about this, the fact that um, iBooks could be a very good things for content creators uh, such as podcasters and, you know, bloggers and everybody because now you can put publish your own ebooks for the iPhone and the iPad and have and you could sell them from your own website and people, you know, millions and millions of people around the world have a device to read them. Yeah, definitely. So this this is good news and so I'm not going to poo-poo the iBooks application. I haven't been won over to it yet. Uh I you know, just the Kindle store has so many more books to choose from right now. But I do have the application and I'm glad to have it. And I'm glad to see that it is also coming to the iPhone. Yeah, you got to give Apple uh, a little bit of thumbs up that they went ahead and put, you know, they approved the uh, the Kindle app on the uh, iPod, uh, the iPad. You know, they, they could have they could have been like duplicates functionality, but they didn't. Yeah. And uh, speaking of which, they actually they actually um, this week approved the um, the Opera mini browser for yeah, uh, there's a lot the of iPhone. news going out there. A lot of people yeah. are going wild over this. I, I, I'm not excited about it. Are you? I, I downloaded it. Um, I was kind of excited because I saw how fast it was, and it has some cool UI things. And we did it. One of the guys that I work with at uh, Ample, hello, Ample.com, um, he was kind of like, you know, I don't know how I feel about this. And I'm, I said, well, I said, I, I don't see me, you know, I don't see me using it for banking or for anything important. Uh, but if I want to read, you know, something on like Boy Genius Report. So what we did is we brought up the New York Times, which is a pretty... Uh, busy website and we both were on 3g and he's got a 3gs which even made it even cooler uh we both started it he was using safari and i was using opera we both started it at the same time um opera took about nine seconds to put it up on the screen whereas safari it took about a minute and a half yeah and the difference is you know when you make a request to go out to let's say you go make a request to go out to gspn.tv um Opera's servers are actually going out to gspn.tv, then compressing it and sending it to the phone. Right. And once it's done it once, it's done it for everybody. 
Yeah, it's it's got a cache and not that updates you know frequently and stuff like that. But it's there's a couple UI weirdnesses about it. You know how Safari you can pinch and it's it's you know you get incremental zoom. You can you know stop anytime you want. Uh, with with uh, with the Opera browser, it's it's you you zoom in or you don't. You know what I mean. And when you when you're not zoomed out or when you're zoomed all the way out, you cannot read the text at all. Right. It's kind of it's like a thumbnail of it, but it. You know, for browsing, like, you know, blogs, Gizmodo, you know, those kind of sites that are news sites, especially if they have a mobile version, they load instantly. And, you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm standing in line, only got a few minutes, you know, and I'm on 3G, I'll probably use Opera uh, because it's just faster now. It's, I just want to read text. Right. Yeah. No, for me, I'm not all that excited about it because it doesn't give you the ability to set it as a default browser. So, I mean, all these other applications, you go and it launches... A browser it launches Safari, and so right. you may. If, I mean, if you make all this, I don't know. I it, it it's cool. I'm glad that they let it in there. I'm not sure why they let it in because it certainly duplicates functionality. I think they let it in because it's not as good as Safari. There you go. But I'm using it as a newsreader. Like everything that's bookmarked in it are all, is all news. Yeah. So yeah, I'm using Feedler for my newsreader. It would just. You do like that Fiedler thing, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it's really good. And that's F-E-E-D-D-L-E-R for those who are interested. All righty. Uh, so, yeah, Opera Mini. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal, though. We have some other big news. Some new, n- some new MacBooks were announced. You want to tell us a little bit about the MacBooks and what are th- what's this i7 chip or whatever it's called? Sure. You know, I was telling people uh, a few weeks ago to hold off if you're going to buy a MacBook Pro and, and the, the person that we were telling it to didn't, but that's, you know, hey, 13-inch MacBook is still awesome. Uh, yeah, they updated the whole MacBook Pro line. Uh, the price on the 15 is $100 more than it was, and the price on the 17 is $100 less than it was. Huh. But uh, yeah, on the thir- I'll just kind of go through the specs real quick. On the 13-inch, now you have a 2.4 gigahertz Intel Core 2 du- Duo processor on the low end, which was 2.26 before, and a 266 on the higher end, uh, 250 meg hard drive, 320, or 250 gig hard drive, 320 gig hard drive on the 13. And then all of them are using a new video card. For the 13s, you've got an uh, NVIDIA GeForce 320M uh, with 256 uh, megs of shared memory. So it's siphoning just a little bit off your main memory, just like before, but it's a better video card. And on the 15-inch and 17-inch, they have two video cards in it. One of them is the integrated Intel graphics. Really? And they went back to that? Intel HD graphics. And that's only going to be used for like just basic stuff. This whole Now it's got this whole auto-switching thing. So if it's just running your daily day-to-day kind of things, it's going to yeah. use the Intel HD. Also, and it's going to have two graphics in it? Yeah, and if it oh. uses anything that, that really needs some horsepower, you know, rendering video or you know, playing a game or running Photoshop, any, anything that kind of wants that extra power, it'll automatically switch over to a brand new NVIDIA GeForce GT 330M that's got its own uh, bank of memory. It's got 200, uh, on, you can get it with 256 megs. Uh, on a 17 inch, you can get it with 512. And I think you can do a built to order option on the 15 to get it to 512 as well. Hmm. And on the 15s, you get the uh, a choice between the Intel Core i5 or i7 processor. These are these are newer processors. They're not like super new. They came out a few months ago, but they're much much faster than the Intel Core 2 Duo. You're getting about 40 percent more speed, 50 percent more speed in some cases. 
And uh, yeah, like the, like if you want the big dog, which is the 266 i7, that's 500 gig hard drive, uh, 512 megs of RAM, uh, or for video RAM, uh, four, yeah, and all of them I think have four gigs of memory now standard, which is cool. Um, you know, you're looking at $2,200, so. Hmm. And you can get a high, uh, super high resolution screen now on the 15 inch, which is a 1680 by 1050, which is almost 1080p, but not quite. Right. But yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, they're they're claiming up to ten hours of battery life on the thirteen inch MacBook Pro if you're just doing wireless web browsing. And I really I really want to think that Apple's kind of turned a corner on this whole battery life thing. Um, you know, most laptop manufacturers are saying you know three hours, and you're lucky if you get an hour. And with the iPad, they kind of understated it in some cases, where they're saying ten hours, and people are reporting getting you know twelve hours of battery life. Yeah. So I really think I, I was kind of a bummed out back when Apple went to this whole like sealed battery thing, like with the, the MacBook pros, um, you know, all their laptops now have sealed batteries, but you know, I'm getting six and a half to seven hours on, on my 13 inch MacBook pro. You know, I, I don't think it's a bad trade off because whenever I had a laptop, I never carried an extra battery with me and I never bought a battery. So, right. I, you well, know, I'm all for it. If it's a smaller case, better looking design and I get longer battery life, bring it on. Yeah, there, there, there's just this very small percentage of people, though, that are out there that, that it does frustrate, I'm sure, because they actually had an issue. They have issues where they, they go on these, you know, 20-hour flights or whatever, you yeah. know, around the world. And, and uh, you know, they're sitting in air pl- airports and stuff like that. It's just not enough time to charge up or whatever. A lot, so. of, a lot of long flights, though, will have, you know, plugs for you to plug in your, your power. Yeah, so. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Anyway, uh, so I have a question for you, Chris. What do they do with all the old iMacs or all the old uh, MacBooks that they had in stock before they announced the new ones? Uh, well, Apple's really good with their their uh, quantities on hand. Like at Best Buy, they were sold out. Okay, like a week or two ago. Um, Apple will, will generally they, they generally run maybe a three week stock, and so what they'll do is they'll just you know hold stock for three weeks, two or three weeks until they start getting low. You know, when I worked at the Apple store, right before a new Mac would come out, we'd only have like maybe a handful of the other ones, and we, what we would do is just discount them. So if you go to this, you know, if you want to get a, a little bit better deal, if you go to the Apple store online and go to clearance or click on the little tag that says special deals. Ah, uh, uh, okay, so that so that makes sense. Yeah, I'm looking to see what here we got here. I'd check under refurbished Mac. Um, yeah, the 13 inch uh, 2.26 Core 2 Duo, which is the one I had, I have. Uh, now you can get it for nine hundred and twenty nine dollars. Wow, that so, is not yeah. bad. Yeah, that's about uh, it's two hundred seventy bucks off the the price that I paid. And it's a it's a great machine. I mean, if you're looking to get a, a Mac, want to spend under a thousand dollars, then I would go uh, with the refurbished MacBook Pro. There you go. Hey, we have a couple of questions if you have time for it. Let's do it. All right. Let's uh, turn first to John who called in a question about booting up uh, from a something let's, or backing up a boot partition. Hello, Cliff and Chris. This is John from Dallas, Texas, calling with a question for help. I got a Mac. My parents recently got a new MacBook Pro and they have some software that still has to be run on under Windows. So I set them up a bootcamp partition with Windows XP uh, Professional loaded on it. My question is, what is the best way to back up both the bootcamp partition as well as the OS X partition? I'd like to be able to do one backup and get both. Um, 
I know I can use super something like Super Duper to back up the OS X partition, but what's my options for? I would like to know what the options are for getting both at one time. Uh, thanks for any help you can get me on this. Chris, what do you think on that? It's a good question. Uh, la, 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 la. I'm looking right here. There is a program called WinClone. It's from a company called twocanoes.com. I've never used it. It looks like it's free. All right. Uh, and it'll back up the uh, Vista bootcamp partition, I think. But um, yeah, I, I'm wondering if Super Duper does it though, too. Wait, when you say wind clone, will it just do the wind? What would just do the wind side? Right. Yeah, this might be you need to use two programs for. Oh, that's a bummer. You know what I I, I did is I actually uh, when I got my 27 inch, I went ahead instead of doing boot camp this time. I just went ahead and did straight parallels. So I do have. Um, yeah, that's I a have, good idea. I have parallels running in my Mac OS and my entire Windows installation is just a folder on on my mac os and and i'm actually using my i've got a one terabyte uh external drive that is now running um time machine which by the way time machine is awesome <laughs> i love it yeah it's pretty cool isn't it it is really cool it's it's hard to explain but the interface for time machine is out of this world yeah, it's neat when you're like, ah, oh, that file. I remember having it last week. Yeah, it's you like, like go, you like go through the wormhole to get it. You know? it, it is. It's, it is so wild. I, it was a pleasure <laughs> searching for the file. I accidentally deleted the other day. It's kind of it's kind of gimmicky, but the, once you use it, it's like, ah, oh, no, okay, this is cool. No, it is not gimmicky at all. It's <laughs> it's just pure awesomeness. <laughs> I mean, it's like because it's like it's like, well, and, and I love it because I go straight to the folder where I know it should be. And right. I'm like, it's like, OK, click back. It's like, OK, this is what it looked like at, you know, an hour ago. This is what it looked like two hours ago. This is mm-hmm. what it looked like five hours ago. This is what it looked like yesterday and the day before and the day before. And so the, now you're you're using bootcamp wirelessly with your did you buy a time capsule uh, bootcamp wirelessly? I'm starting at bootcamp. I mean, time machine. Uh, did you buy a time capsule or did you buy? No, no, a, no. I, it, time. Uh, the external drive uh, is just plugged in USB in the back. Oh, OK. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I decided to do it local. Um, yeah. I, I my my advice would be the same as Cliff's. If, if you're if you need Windows for gaming, that's one thing. But if you need it just to run a program, mm-hmm. you got a new and you got a new, you know, you got a new Mac. It's going to be able to run Windows in parallels. Awesome. So yeah, I would do that. And that way you can just back up everything as a file and you're good to go. Very cool. One more question. And then we've got to wrap things up because it's getting late. Great yeah, shows, guys. This is Mark with uh, KSADefense.com, your source for personal protection training. i got a question for help. i got a Mac. Um, I made the Mac switch about a year ago, uh, thanks really to the show and, and uh, I'm prodding from some friends. You've been using a MacBook Pro, uh, a little bit older generation one. Uh, but now the bug's gotten me for this new iMac. I just recently started using a uh, larger monitor, 26-inch monitor, uh, running dual screens. Really love it. But my concern is if, if when I go to an iMac from my MacBook Pro, I'm really worried about my hard drive. I've got a lot invested in software, some Adobe Creative Suite things, and some other things that I don't know how they will translate over or if I'm able to move all those over into the, the new iMac. So looking for some help there. Thanks. Great show. Chris, it's pretty easy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, real quick, if you have an Apple store, 
Uh, and if not, that's fine. But if you have an Apple store, just bring the, uh, the, the book, the, uh, the laptop in and they'll do a data transfer free of charge. Yeah. They'll do it. Um, it take overnight, but they'll do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if not, all you need to do is make sure that, you know, that your, your MacBook, your, I think he said a MacBook ha- yeah. has a firewire. I think he said iMac or iMac. Yeah. Just make sure that you have firewire. And what you want to do is you want to hook both of them up via firewire. That's the fastest way. And, uh, just let uh, the iMac do its thing. It'll, it'll find all the software it needs and it'll copy everything over and it'll make it just like your laptop. Absolutely. Well, hey, that's folks, software. That's applications and everything. Yeah, and, and, and it works great. Matter of fact, I had, uh, you know, I had my MacBook and when I got my 27 inch iMac, I, I actually at the store, I bought the FireWire cable that I needed. And it took, well, it actually took about an hour. Uh, but once it was done, it, I, I fired it up and I was surprised. It's like I, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, a couple, you know, about a couple <laughs> weeks into it. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I wish I had this program. It's like, oh, wait, I do. This is it's got everything my old Mac did. And uh, so it's really cool. I mean, it's now it's real quick. Like I'm not missing have, anything. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, if you don't have a firewire cable, I recommend monoprice.com. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. I'm cheap, 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 cheap. Monoprice.com. So, yeah, monoprice. I, I go to monoprice. They have a lot of stuff over there. Oh, they've got, you can buy like $3 HDMI cables. That place is awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, everybody. uh, If you have submitted feedback for the Help I Got a Mac podcast, I want to let you know your content is eventually going to show up in our show. Uh, We've got a lot of feedback that's come in. Of course, you can call in your feedback at 859-795-4067, or you can send it in as an audio file to feedback at gspn.tv. Uh, but I just want to let you know, there's just been a lot going on in the Apple world that's got Chris and I to the point where we can't shut up. <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll slowly be getting uh, to everybody's uh, feedback that you've provided already. And uh, Chris, anything? I mean, I think this has got to be it for at least a couple of weeks in the Apple news world, right? What was that again? It's got. I mean, this has got to be pretty much it in the Apple news for a couple <sighs> of weeks, right? Yeah, I would say for another month or two until until the iPhone. All right. So we've got plenty of time to talk about all this other great stuff. Do you have questions about getting your first Mac? Do you have questions about the iPad? Do you have any applications that you found for the iPad that is absolutely amazing uh, for productivity or just a lot of fun? We'd love to hear from you again. The phone number 859-795-4067. And for those of you who are listening to this, thank you for being a gspn.tv plus member. You are the people who make it possible for myself and Chris and so many other people to uh, put these shows together. And we thank you for it. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Chris, thanks a lot for everything, man. See you later. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.